When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Thank you, Jonathan. In just a couple of minutes, we will have our mystery guest, and I can say that uh, our mystery guest was very, very good at football is my only <laughs> my only hint. Uh, but I want to read something to you, Alex, quick before we get this person on. Yeah. Mike Sando of The Athletic, he talks to coaches and NFL executives anonymously and then writes some of their thoughts. And so he asks some coaches what they think that Kyle Shanahan will do to exploit the Minnesota Vikings defense. And here is what an offensive coach told Mike Sando. If Xavier Rhodes plays, which he is going to, uh, Kyle Shanahan will go after him. They're going to try to put pressure on uh, to get the safeties down in the box, which is what Mike Zimmer does, and then take shots off play action. That sounds familiar, right? Oh, yeah. uh, if Zimmer's dropping everybody out, they'll throw checkdowns to the backs and kill them with the running backs. What is your thought on that general philosophy of going after Xavier Rhodes from uh, Kyle Shanahan? I think that that sounds more, you know, it sounds like the low-hanging fruit for everyone to be like, oh, well, he's going to go after, the obviously, one of the players that's struggling right now. But I think Kyle's really kind of obsessed with his own team. And he's just like, hey, listen, this is what we do good. And until somebody can stop us, I'm not worried about what they're going to do. If they can stop our run game, we'll go to plan B. If they can stop our run game, we won't be able to do play action. Or will we? Will we be able to just put back there? It's like the threat. I mean, they have so many running backs that you just never know how they're going to come out. And they they love to be diabolical when it comes to reverses. They love to get Debo Samuel the ball. They love to get Kittle the ball however they can. I mean... They want the ball in their playmakers' hands as soon as possible. And I think it really doesn't matter to them who's covering who. At the time Jimmy hits his back foot, that ball's coming out, man. Regardless if you're ready or not, the timing is there, and I'm throwing it. Well, somebody who knows quite a bit about shutting down opposing teams' running backs is joining us now, a five-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, linebacker, former linebacker, Patrick Willis. What is up, Patrick? How are you? Uh, Doing well, doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Was it in the uh, in the locker room like this all the time with Alex Boone? I mean, my gosh, I can't uh, get him to stop talking to introduce you. <laughs> no, man. Alex was a great teammate, great teammate. Um, I love his spirit about football, and uh, you always know that each day he showed up, uh, he's going to be ready to go, uh, and you got to load it in a teammate. Dude, Patrick, that was awesome. I appreciate that. Patrick, I, I want to get nah, I, I want to get your thoughts on these Kubiak and Shanahan offenses to start because I mean nobody was better at slowing down opposing offenses than you when you were in the NFL. And this, these are two teams in the 49ers and Vikings that are looking right at each other. 
everything is about deceiving the linebackers, right? So how do you handle it best if you're Eric Kendricks, if you're Fred Warner, with all the deception that goes on with these Shanahan and Kubiak offenses? Yeah, I, I would first say that, man, I, I, did, I did not do this. Uh, I did not play this game by myself, and I had some amazing teammates and, and defensive guys that I was able to play with, that we was able to work together to be able to slow down some of these offenses um, at times. And I feel like this game is going to be certainly uh, be that type of atmosphere that the defensive line uh, really going to have to come to play. And um, and that's really, for me, where it starts at. Um, it starts to end there, uh, per se, is with the defensive line. So I think if uh, whatever defensive line comes out and, and make plays, um, I think that's going to give the, the, the team the best chance to win. Pat, I got a question. You're Robert Sala. You're looking at this game plan, and you're saying, hey, listen, we can either go after Kirk with four or we can pressure him with more. What is your game plan decision? Man, um, I know Minnesota has a heck of a running game, and obviously, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins has got a lot of, you know, fight for not being able to, you know, win the big games, but uh, obviously just came off a big win, so they got momentum there. And and I'm a, I am told someone the other day, I said, um, um, I truly believe there's always one of those teams that gets in as, as a wild card, and those and that's the team that you got to be that you got to worry about. And that's why I did I wasn't thinking about it, but the Vikings is that team. I feel like so I think the 49ers are really going to, um, like, like I said, they really going to stop the run. First of all, stops with start stopping the run, and then really just get after them with I think four. I don't think they. They shouldn't have to bring no more than, than four because, like I said, that defensive line, those guys can get after it, and which means you can keep more in coverage. And and so, yeah, um, I would I would put a lot of pressure on the defensive line and let them just – it don't be no pressure for them. That's what they've been doing all year long. So um, I would let the defensive line eat. Talking with the former 49ers linebacker Patrick Willis. Uh, Patrick, you played eight playoff games in your career, and you know all about the atmosphere. You know how tough it is. How difficult is this task for the Minnesota Vikings to go to San Francisco? The fact that the 49ers have the week off, they had plenty of time to prepare for the Vikings, they're getting healthier while the Vikings are a little dinged up. From you having been there, how challenging is that for Minnesota? Um, you know, I think it's going to be uh, a big challenge. Obviously, you know, the 49ers, they got the, the bye for a reason. Um, they played tremendously well all season. Um, they were very consistent. Um, across the board. So, again, I think the Vikings, um, you know, coming off a big win, you know, is huge for them because they get to, you know, ride that momentum and the Niners have kind of been, you know, setting in and, you know, uh, riding the momentum that they had uh, winning the big game in Seattle. So, I think really um, it's going to be um, it's going to be a great game and, and I think both teams are really going to be up for it. Me personally, um, um you know, I got the game being at least seven points, uh, either or. Uh, of course, I'm going to go with the Niners, but I think it's going to be about a seven-point game and one of those guys' favors. Dude, no question it's going to be a slugfest. So now say you're the Vikings defense and you're the middle linebacker this, and you're looking at this 49ers offense. What on this offense scares you the most? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Man, you know, Coach Shanahan, um, I won't lie. Uh, you know, I've always parted myself on – Truly trying to understand the offensive coordinators that we were playing against, and when I when I look at Shanahan's uh, offense and the way those guys are played, they are very balanced. Obviously, they they are a tremendous run team, but they can also throw uh, throw the ball uh, as well. And 
when Jimmy G is um, feeling his when he's on, um, he's he's on. And when he's off, I don't think he's off that that much. But when he's on, man, it's gonna be a uh, be a great day. So from the the Vikings, um, you know, I I was just looking to play a complete game. Like I mean, there is no room to say you know, let's just only play um, stopped off. I mean, that's only stopped the run and let them pass because they can do that. So I think really they're going to play a very balanced and complete uh, a complete game across the board and get off the field on some third downs. Um, that's going to be very, very critical as it is every week, but really, really critical uh, for the Vikings to not let the offense, uh, the Fort Knight offense, like just play like they can because if they do, it could be a long day. So you said that when Jimmy's on, he's on, but when he's off, he's off. How do they get him off? Is it off his spot? Is it hitting him? Is it pressuring him? Is it is it maybe dropping everybody and confusing him? Is it the exoticness? You know, Boone, that's a, that's a great question, man. I, I you know, I, I I feel like at at times this year, and I, when I say they were off, I mean I don't mean that as in like you know. Oh, no, I know what like you're like saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. No, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> I, I already sent the clip yeah. to Pro Football Talk. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, Patrick. No, he's going to be a headline now. No, because no, I, I, I'm, I'm a Jimmy G fan. Uh, but, no, I say it to say that, uh, you know, Boone, man, I, 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 really, I really feel if if they can uh, – mm, I don't – I was gonna say if they can if they can stop it and make him throw, uh, then they got a great chance. But I really just feel like he's just one of those games you just gotta watch him, and and he has times where he just like they I don't know if it's he just have moments in there to where you see some throws or you see that they just can't complete some passes or some overthrowings here and there, and you just be like, oh man, this could be one of those one of those days. And coming off the bye week. You know, coming against the Vikings, I just uh, I hope this ain't the game that he kind of you know just okay shows up, and because I think this Vikings team is a little bit more than okay. capable of, of if you're not careful, yeah, of you know getting this win. And I just and then when you're in the playoffs, man, like it's a different a different level. <laughs> it's a different animal too. So no mistake, you know you can't afford to be off a little bit. So you know I just I guess just trying to see as the game kind of flows, but. It'll be a good one, I'm hoping. <laughs> so, Patrick, how much football do you watch these days? I mean, are you still a football junkie and, and watching every week? And I'm curious if you have seen any of Eric Kendricks and, and what you see from him because I, I think he had a, a good argument to be the Vikings team MVP and the fact that he was back last week after having an injury was a huge difference huge. maker for, for the Vikings in shutting down Jared Cook and shutting down Evan Kamara last week. And I feel like you would be an Eric Kendricks fan. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I, I really, this year was the first year I kind of got back into, you know, probably watching football a little bit more than I, I had been um, after those, after I retired. I just kind of, kind of went from the game a little bit, just wanted to, you know, kind of separate it and just, you know, break, I call it like break loose from it um, yeah. so it don't feel like you can't be without it. So now, you know, I can watch the game and just kind of see it uh, more from a, um, I almost said, analytical um, point of view, but someone who's played it and now can just kind of sit back and watch it and be like, hmm, you know, this is the things I see. But with that being said, um, you know, I I haven't got a chance to watch a lot of um, Eddie Kendrick. Uh, do you say, is Eddie? Is it Eddie? Eric, 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 yeah. 
Eric, I can tell you haven't. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of them, but um, I know I, I I had heard you know he was one of the the younger um, he was part of that younger group of linebackers that were very prominent and can be uh, be a good good player. And obviously, it sounds like he's um, he's doing that and playing really well. So um, I just look to see good defense. Um, you know, at all times, that's always a good sight to see see some young linebackers playing and making plays. So, I just don't want to make too many against our guys, but I was telling them to play well. <laughs> I got a question for you, moving along from this game a little bit, and and this goes back to early in our career together. But you were coached by a guy named Mike Singletary, and I want to know what was it like to be coached by obviously one of the greatest linebackers in the history of the league, and not only that, but was there any ever pressure from him? Maybe that he didn't even push on you, but you just felt from naturally being around him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, Coach Singletary was, uh, a very, very intense coach, but he, his, his love for the game, but also his love for just, uh, you as a person, you could, you could feel both. And with him, I was very fortunate to, to have him. I won't lie to you, not every day was fun, uh, was fun in that state, cause you know, you, you go have to grind and you go have to work from that standpoint where you just like, you know, you look at the you looking at the other positions and everybody else laughing and cutting up during warm ups and oh, yeah. individual drills and we're about over there ready to die. I remember like, dude. Man <laughs> 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 But with that being said, you know, one I I I told people this before, uh, short story, uh, real quick, that when my first training camp with Coach Singletary, I, I I didn't watch you guys, I was like, Man, I don't know if this is gonna be it. I mean my first play I get cussed out. Uh, it's a toss of Frank. Larry Allen almost like killed me. I tried to use the same techniques I used in college and Coach Singletary was just, he just went off. And I never forget, uh, that day was one of the most frustrating days to me. And I, and I, that night we was in meetings and he asked a question. He was like, um, he, he asked a question. He said, he said, how's everybody feeling? Anything on your mind? And I remember I just kind of, they didn't bring me in on a, on a visit. So I wasn't sure. I was just like, I got something on mine. I got real personal. And I just, I just started talking. Right. And long story short, uh, after it was all over with him and I stayed over and we talked. And one thing that he left me with that I never forget, he was like, he's like, son, you ask some questions. I, I get your heart. He said, I know what you, what you meant. He said, but you ask some questions that can only be, uh, that can only be earned. You got to earn the right to be great. It's not given. You got to earn that. And I never forget leaving that meeting and telling myself that, you know, whatever it takes to be one of the best, um, I'm going to make sure I go out and I'm gonna put forth all the effort. And each day he made sure that, you know, you came, um, you came ready to practice and, and he was going to get better. So I was grateful to have a coach like that, that, uh, really just, like I say, he didn't necessarily, it wasn't him having to motivate me to, to, to be, um, what I what I wanted to be, it was just him being there and just not not letting me off the hook every day. I mean, he was accountability. I mean, it was like a great, yeah, 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 man. Every day it was accountability. It was a it was a great like how, how great were you today? Did you get better? Um, I mean, and you can't beat that having a coach like that, dude. As your teammate and as probably one of your biggest fans, you were. Without a doubt, one of the greatest. And obviously it shows up. You were just named to the College Football Hall of Fame. i got to know before we let you go, how is it being in the College Football Hall of Fame and also being a finalist in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, man. It's truly uh, truly an honor. Uh, just, you know, grateful that, uh, you know, after all the years that, uh, you know, you can look back on the, the body of work and, 
a few um, acknowledge it for being being good. Almost great work, and and that you know I'm 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 proud of because I always just I always told myself one day when it's all said and done, I want to look back and and be able to enjoy um, the work because at the time you know it's just it just grind 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 grind. It's never good enough. It's never good enough. You always got to find a way to keep getting better. And then you know when they recognize you for it, you appreciate as well as. And I also know there's other guys who are very appreciative and have done great work. So, I mean, I'm just honored for it and grateful for the teammates and the coaches and everything, man, that um, that I was able to enjoy the journey with. So, awesome. Well, Patrick, uh, honored to have you on. A five-time Pro Bowler, or, I'm sorry, a seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, which uh, a lot of Hall of Famers do not have five-time All-Pro. I'm just saying that, uh, well, that, that, that I think you belong to be in there. He'll be so. there. No doubt that it will happen at, at some point soon. So, Patrick, awesome to have you on, man. Great to have you on to preview this game. I know who you would pick. I'm not even going to ask you who you would pick because I got the sense that you would pick the 49ers, but I'll just say that uh, Alex and I really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, hey real quick, Alex. I, hey, I, I don't want to leave without saying something about you, man. I remember one time it was remember, – remember Coach Singletary when he took over after he took over that year? Uh, he was the interim coach. Yeah, uh, and then he took over the head coach. Remember that? Remember that training camp we had that year? Oh yeah. But we just pretty much like to beat it. We are pretty much like to all beat each other to death. Like thirty days. Cause we were just straight <laughs> thirty days straight, man. No fans on. I never forget. We had a goal line day, a goal line day, and I saw you guys. Boom! If you want somebody to get your guys going, like and really just, I mean, really mean it. Uh, it was just one of the things I never forget. Boom was like. Yeah, it's short yards. We about to show y'all, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, nah, not today. We got Justin and Ray. I said we finna go at it today. And I never forget, Boone. They they pulled you on the first play, man. I never forget when I came around that corner. The only thing that was in my head, I said, man, this guy is huge. He's big. <laughs> he reminds me of one of these big Nebraska guys. I said, man, I gotta come with him and everything I got. And I never forget, Boone. When we hit, it was when we hit. It was. It, I, I felt. I felt. I said, you know what? I like him. I said he. He didn't back away. He came with it, and so I, I'll always uh, appreciate uh, you as a teammate, man. Just the, the energy and just the effort that you brought to the game, and um, and I hope all is well your way, man. I, I really do. That. Thank you, Pat. You were the best, man, for sure. And you are I appreciate be a Hall of Famer, man. Thank you so much. Uh, much love, boom. Much love. Thank you guys for having me, man. All right. Thanks again, Patrick. Take care, man. All right. Thank you. Patrick Willis, one of Dude, the goats of he uh, the position, was the hardest hitting. I mean, him and Cam Chancellor will forever go down in my history as the hardest hitting dudes in the world because they look so compact and so tiny. But dude, their hips were so fast that they could get into you faster than you expected, and you would always get caught off guard. And another thing is, you try to put your hands on him, and he had the fastest hands. He'd like slap him off. You'd be like, Argh! I'm going to get him next time. Then you end up like having to try to hold him, and he'd go underneath you. Dude, he was so diabolical. I loved practicing against him. Uh, your, your track record is just uh, increasing here by getting Patrick Willis on. Everybody's answered the phone. It took two weeks for Terrence Newman, but you got Bradford showing up, Carson Palmer showing up, and now Patrick Willis, another great mystery guest, Alex. Um, you got to keep him going. I like these mystery guests. I know. I know. I, now I'm, I'm on the clock here. Now Although there, he now called him Eddie. He called him Eddie Kendricks. Well, like, ah! look, you called you called Mike Person Ben Person earlier today, so you know things. These things happen. Did I? I played with the Ben Person. Yeah, That's why. you did. Um, so did let's, you know that? Well, I, I didn't know that you played oh. with a Ben Person, but I know that you messed up the real guy's name. Oh. <laughs>
I call him Ben Person for real? Oh, yeah, well, I yeah, played with did. both it's of them. Okay, it's all right. Eddie Kendricks will have a great game. Uh, this, <laughs> Eddie I, but you know, let's go back to what Patrick Willis said about Jimmy Garoppolo getting shaken a little bit. And yeah. uh, you know, if you look at his numbers under pressure this year, they're horrendous. And most guys' yeah. numbers are bad, but these are exceptionally bad when he gets pressured. But guess what? He does not get pressured all that often. No. Only 114 attempts this year out of uh, 476 where he was pressured. So basically one out of five. And when he was pressured, he had a 74 quarterback rating. When he wasn't, 110.8. That, to me, is everything in this game, is who gets pressure on the quarterback. Because Kirk has better numbers under pressure than Garoppolo does, but he also checks down to the fullback a lot when he's under pressure, right, especially right. up the middle. You're like, well, that's going to help your quarterback rating maybe, but it's not really helping them win this game. Right. So I, I think that that is really everything in this one between these two teams, Alex, other than how the Vikings just handle this treacherous route that they'll have to take to get to the Super Bowl. Well, you know what? You, you want to know how you beat this team? You have somebody show up like Jadavian Clowney did. And yeah. you just have them wreak havoc. Dude, I'm telling you, the minute that that dude hit Jimmy in like the first series, Jimmy was like, it's going to be a long day. You see the quarterbacks. They'll show you on their face exactly how they're feeling. Like Some quarterbacks can hide it really, really well. Kirk Tom. definitely cannot. No, he can't. And that, <laughs> But that, that goes to my point that like that always bothered me as a, as a player because if I saw you reeling, what do you think the defense saw? They yeah. saw a sad puppy, and then they were like, <laughs> "Then they would make fun of us." Oh, your quarterback's gonna cry! Oh my god, he's gonna cry! You're like, dude, he's not gonna cry. Shut up, dude. Don't cry, okay? Don't, don't, don't cry. <laughs> like you, because they were like laughing at you. When teams see that, they're instantly like, "Yo, press that button harder. Get yeah. to him more." It makes guys more competitive to see a guy. And this is gonna sound terrible, but to see a guy like weak and down in a, on a field, guys are like, "Dog, get him." Just go after him like you can. And when you can get to Jimmy, yeah, he will get stifled. He will be the guy that's running around. And I'm telling you, dude, this interior of the offensive line is going to be their key if they want to win. So I was just looking at this going back to that Mike Sando piece. And uh, another coach, defensive coach, was talking about the benefit that the Vikings have in slowing down the 49ers' run game because they face a fullback all the time. That And we see this often from opposing teams. When C.J. Ham is out there, there are three tight ends out there, that opposing defenses are like, wait... Who are all these people? I mean, I mean, How many have, guys are on the line here? 13? Yeah, there, My God. There's a run play in this last game where there are eight people on the offensive line. There's Love three it. tight ends. And it's like, wait, which one is Brian O'Neill? Which one is the tackle? And then O'Neill is the one who pulls around the other three. And the Saints were just baffled by this. And, of course, Dalvin Cook breaks a tackle and gets a seven or eight-yard gain. But the Vikings and the 49ers have a similar advantage on defense comparatively because they practice against this all the time. They both know each other's offenses so well with the influence of where it comes from with Mike Shanahan on down to his son, on down to Gary Kubiak. And if everything starts with the run game, I love this matchup for for that reason, Alex, that it might come down to just who plays better because each team knows exactly what the other one's going to do. Whose fullback's going to get a neck roll this week? That's what it's going to come that down to. That is 100% the best way you could describe this football game. Think about it. Like The fullbacks are going to be so imperative. Who's going to be the fullback that goes through that hole looking for a linebacker? Who's going to be the fullback that lays out on a cut block on the zone so the running backs can cut back? I mean, you look at last week, and we had talked about this last week. Their linebackers love to over-pursue. They love to just get there. We'll beat you to the spot. Go ahead. I'll meet you there in five minutes. I'm just going to take this quick alley this way. 
This team this week is not like that. So who's fullback is going to come back and chop the defensive end? Whose fullback is going to come back and crank on the defensive end? And then whose fullback is going to show up in the hide route because the defensive end's getting sick of getting hit? You know, I mean, these guys are so creative and elusive, and I wouldn't be so surprised if Kevin Stefanski didn't maybe watch a few games in the San Fran and go, listen, we need to up Ham's production here. We need to get him going on some other things. We need to get him on some new routes. We got to get him rolling because these fullbacks could be the key to the game. <laughs> Everyone's so prized on, we got to stop Dalvin. We got to stop Kittle. Dude, Who's ever like, we got to stop the fullback How this great week. is that? Dude, that's what is, is that? amazing is that could be the game winner, the fullback. Oh. I was thinking about this just driving in, about yes. how last year the Rams and Chiefs played a game that was, I don't know, 68 to 62 or something no, like that, whatever yeah. it was. And after that game, everybody talked about, this is the NFL now. Everybody's just going to score a gazillion points. It's going to turn yeah. into, you know, p- whatever it is, Pac-12 late at night football <laughs> that we see UCLA and Washington <laughs> State. And uh, we've gone back the other way, and I can't help but just love the ebbs and flow of how football works, where everybody comes up with these certain things. But Kevin Stefanski once told me having the fullback is like having a big man down low in basketball who can protect the rim. So many big men now are small. They shoot threes. So if you got a guy below there who's big and who could back you down if you need to, like it's a unique advantage that nobody else has, and that's Kyle Juszczyk, and that's C.J. Ham, and that's George Kittle, and that's Irv Smith, these, these hybrid type of players. Right. And, and I, I just love that this is the philosophy that has worked out to be here that everyone's talked about. It's going to be the spread. It's all about the spread offense. And yet here we are with the same stuff that was working for the Denver Broncos in the 90s is working here now. Love it. You gotta love that, dude. The it thing is the that, best, especially like a Terrell play Davis. Some Bowl oh right my now. god! Don't get me started about that. But you know what else you're gonna see a lot of this week too is these guys out of the backfield because I guarantee you they're gonna want to get these guys on some linebackers. They're gonna want to really test these linebackers. Like, listen, let's put Kittle off the ball in like a do set, and then we're gonna motion him back to like an offset out of the backfield, and then he's going to run a flat route, or he's going to run a Texas route, or he's going to run a wheel route, You know, it's, because that's how you get them on linebackers. And then all of a sudden you're running pick plays, and then all of a sudden these, these guys that are just incredible athletes at such large bodies are just catching balls out of the backfield and running downfield. you got Dalvin doing it. I mean, this is, to me, the more you talk about it, it's going to be the backfields that win this game because everything is going to be out of there. All right. If you weren't jacked up enough, you're God, we've, you better be now. We've got hot routes. So already we've got injuries. We still have to talk about Kyle Rudolph's gloves being stolen Which or is whatever just, see, sold online. Too much. Um, and then, and, and uh, then we have to get our sort of final thoughts on this thing from you and who's going to win and what the, let's say, the path to victory maybe is going to be. So we'll definitely do that. When we come back, Zilgad will also join for Hot Routes because he heard there were Hot Routes, so he's in. Uh, We'll be right back. You listen to Purple Daily on Score North. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. 
This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.